We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Broadcasting live from the Solis Report Test Kitchen in Naples, Italy, you're listening to the pizza edition of the Solis Report. Tonight's guest from 2QBs.com, the father of Superflex, Sal Stefanelli. Later, the boys talk pizza. Featuring Devin McIntyre and your Solis Report Pizza Edition band. And your host, John Solis. Thank you all so much. Yeah, no, that's a that's a new theme song just for today. Uh, this is the Pizza Show. Hey, uh, uh, Dev, did you hear this? Uh, apparently, um, and this is news. This, this is real news. Apparently, a hipster burned his mouth today. Uh, did you hear how he did it? Burned his mouth. That's uh, that's a new one. How'd that happen? He was eating pizza uh, before it was cool. <laughs> That's the kind of joke we got today. Uh, uh, Dev, um, you're out in uh, uh, Brooklyn usually, right? Uh, 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 Eli Manning was recently spotted at Grimaldi's. Uh, do you like Grimaldi's? Yeah, it's a famous Brooklyn pizzeria. You can walk across the Brooklyn Bridge, get uh, get some pizza pie. Yeah, it's, it's a nice little date. You get to do the walk. You get to get the famous pizza. Well, uh, Eli was at Grimaldi's, and uh, he got a whole pie. And they asked him if uh, he wanted it cut into 8, 10, or 12 slices. And you know what he said? How many slices did he get? He said, uh, uh, just give me 8, please. I could never eat 12 slices. <laughs> yeah, classic Eli. Classic Eli. Uh, you know, speaking of the Mannings, Peyton Manning famously was the spokesperson for Papa John's, but, uh, you know, Papa John's fell a little bit of... Fell on a little bit of hard times. They got rid of Papa John himself. It felt like they probably should get a, a new spokesperson 
the sort of more fitting with uh, the new the new Papa John's brand, a sort of a bad boy, problematic, canceled, shitty. <laughs> anyway, they reached out to Mason Rudolph. <laughs> Nice. Uh, uh, Dev, uh, have you heard about uh, Philip Rivers? He's got a new pizza parlor in Los Angeles. Uh, it's all the rage. It's popular on game day. Uh, but if you're going to order, you have to do it during the first half of the game. That seems a little inconvenient. What if you had a late lunch? Okay, well, uh, uh, you'd be out of luck because everybody knows Philip Rivers doesn't deliver in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Uh, hey John, it's it's been kind of a it's been a minute. It's been a New York minute since we've done this. But you know what sounds fun to me? What sounds fun? Maybe a little back and forth forever. Oh, all right, all right. Everybody's on board. Okay, let's do it. Uh, Dev, uh, what kind of pizza does Paris Campbell like? Paris Campbell French bread pizza. <laughs> what uh, what about Bill Belichick? Oh, uh, obviously he only eats white pizza. Uh, say, what's uh, Jameis Winston's favorite topping? Uh, crab legs. Uh, what do you think about? What do you think about Tyler Lockett? Was he like on his pie? He probably douses it with uh, extra virgin olive oil. Uh, how about uh, how about Russ Wilson? Extra cheese. Maybe, extra cheese. Maybe runny cheese. Yeah, a little runny. What about um? What about Lamar Jackson? This one's easy. Goat cheese. How about Nick Foles? Oh, you know. You know what it is already. Extra large sausage. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, last one, maybe. I think, uh, what would you say about the, the Bears kicking squad? Um, huh. So, one topping that all the Bears kickers clearly like, uh, honestly, I'm having some trouble with this one. What is it? Artichokes. <laughs> Folks, we've had to answer a lot of questions about our proprietary male-enhancing formula, uh, Rotojiz. Uh, no, we don't carry it anymore. It used to be on rotaviz.com slash merchandise, but it was too potent. Uh, the world was not ready, so pour one out uh, for Rotojiz. My apologies. Okay, and we're back. Um, guys, I've got a, a, a treat for you. Uh, we are bringing back uh, what has been voted every episode as your favorite segment. You, the audience, not you, Devin. You hate this segment. Uh, but we're bringing back What'd You Eat? What'd You Tweet? <laughs> no, I love it, John. I love it, too. I know you like this one. This is a good one. Uh, 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 Dev, have you had any good um, or noteworthy tweets of late? Well, this is, a, this is an interesting one. This is a tweet from... Uh, this is a tweet from... From Monday night, anything anything notable happened on Monday night, John? <laughs> uh, uh, notable, I think, implies unusual. And if you're referring to the Monday night game in which Philip Rivers threw the game away uh, in a game-ending end zone interception, no, that was not unusual at all. In fact, uh, that was uh, one of the only possible outcomes uh, to that game. Uh, yeah, you were convinced that 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 end zone interception was happening. We we talked about this in a previous episode that 
that that the <laughs> that the red zone turnover is the inevitable conclusion to every Chargers game. Yes. Uh, but but I had a different take this time, and I, I tweeted, "I'm shocked at this ending. I was certain they would score the touchdown and miss the extra point." Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's now, listen. We've uh, both on the record and off it. You and I have discussed the Chargers formula. You know what it is, right? Which is you get as close as you possibly can uh, in order to to just devastate the few remaining fans you have left. And the closer you get while still failing, uh, the better you've done. That's the Chargers way. So no, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was thinking that the, the, the fan, I don't know if it's the fantasy gods, the, the NFL gods, I thought that they might play some games with us because it was a little unusual. We were at the, we were at the Mexico City game yep. and they canceled this before because the field was so bad. This year they played. I don't know <laughs> that the field was any better. It was like chunks of the field are flying left and right and everyone was worried about somebody getting injured uh, like pretty this, much the whole game. It looked like the surface of the moon out there and I think Tyreek Hill okay calm down <laughs> calm down <laughs> I think Tyreek Hill was injured on the first play. No, it was it was horrific. How bad was it last year? If this is what was okay to play on, yeah, and I, I, exactly. And I thought that uh, uh, Badgley, <laughs> I thought Badgley, the uh, the Chargers kicker there, was going to pull a full Charlie Brown, like both feet flying <laughs> and just like chunks of sod like in every direction because he had the miss kick earlier in the game where he did oh. that thing where in this case it probably was true but it was that thing like you trip on the sidewalk and then you turn and you like glare at the sidewalk absolutely and he he did that thing where he you know he missed the field goal and he was like <laughs> staring at the ground like obviously uh it was some field turf issue that caused him to miss it probably he just missed it but <laughs> but that that like planted the seed the, the 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 turf seedling where i was like this is almost inevitable now like a like an entire you know it would be like the reverse of that classic patriots game where it was snowy and then they came out and plowed the little patch Mm -hmm. so he made the field goal this would be like he'd run up and just like a five yard swath of grass would come like (laughs) peeling off and just like (laughs) he would just slide into the entire line that that would have been the perfect chargers ending as i think on it now to score the touchdown and to miss the extra point in such devastating fashion but you have to hand it to Rivers because it takes a certain kind of quarterback. Like, first off, he's the one who had them in the position to even get down the field and score. I think we said, what, 85 yards in one minute, something like that? Yeah, something. And he saw what was brewing. He knew they were going to score the touchdown and miss it on the extra point. So what did he do? He put the team on his back. He stared fate in the eyes and said, not today. I'm ending this game on my terms. And he threw that intercept. You know, Dev, um, we laugh, but to be honest with you, I'd take that shitty team back in about five seconds if they left. Oh no, oh no, oh no. This is the royalty free piano, sad piano music again. And we're back. Uh, um, <laughs> thank you for all indulging me on that. Uh, uh, Dev, that, that's a good tweet, um, and that was a good convo, but uh, more importantly, what you eat? Well, this is the pizza episode, and so I thought I would uh, 
tell you a little bit about something I ate recently. We talked about the hipster pizzeria. I did not burn my mouth, but I did try the new pizza at this place, FNF Pizzeria. It's these two guys named Frank. So it's like Frank and Frank Pizzeria, but oh. they famously have a place called Frankie's and uh, some other restaurants. And they opened a pizza place. So they they um, they have this sort of like little restaurant empire, and they opened a pizza place. And it's sort of like a hipster pizza place, but it's kind of funny because <laughs> they're, they're not pizza makers. Like they don't know how to make pizza. So they're like pizza dilettantes and they even have a sign in the front of the restaurant and it's it's something like it's a, it says like better every day <laughs> which i found so 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 we don't know how to make pizza and we're doing this basically only because we're italian and it's kind of a funny name uh, but don't worry we're getting better every day yeah it's like the most dilettante thing where they're like come buy our hipster pizza you know, it's not necessarily good because <laughs> we don't good. know what we're doing, but keep supporting us and then it'll get good, which is, it just seems like a very, not a very Brooklyn pizza kind of thing, but I don't know. I guess it has, it has worked for some other, some other pizza restaurants in this area, but the difference is that they have, they just have a lot of connections in the food world. So they, Dev, and this is, Dev. I can't tell if you're doing this on purpose. I mean, you realize Frank and Frank are the exact perfect parallel to you and I <laughs> doing our very best, one show at a time, getting by on our connections in this industry. Is that on purpose? <laughs> no. Are you I serious? You, I wasn't going to make that, that connection. That happened organically? Oh my god. Like, we have this terrible show that only fantasy hipsters listen to, and they're only listening because of our connections within our specific industry. Like, you realize that, right? And, and the best we can say every day is, ah, we're doing a little better this week. Uh, listen up, past, present, and future MyBookie players. For this week only, MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats, you've got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, well, congrats to you too, because MyBookie's going to give you all your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-timer, MyBookie welcomes all to play, so quit waiting around and sign up today. Say, do you find yourself wanting to sports bet, but you have a lot of questions? Don't sweat it. MyBookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is, if you join now, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log on to MyBookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code ROTOVIZ, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll, and that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and risk-free bet for this week only. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply can't lose. Make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest in the kitchen tonight is from 2QBs.com, one of the pioneers of Superflex and 2QB football, Mr. Sal Stefanelli. All right, so we've got the oven all warmed up here. Uh, uh, 
Sal, before we get going, um, for the audience who doesn't know at home, uh, what is pizza? <laughs> you got a bunch of ingredients um, in front of you here. Uh, when you're making a pizza, where do you start? Is that flour? Yeah, yeah. You're, you get, well, first we start at the very basics. Is we got to find the perfect bowl to put all this in. Oh, wow. Right, so as the audience can clearly see, we got the bowl, we got the flour, we got some water. This water is warm, so don't touch it. You might burn yourself. Okay. And we have we got some yeast. I'll just use this as my as my pizza crust. I don't want to give away any uh, family secrets. Sure, sure. The uh, the most important part of the pizza, as my mom always tells me, is the dough, and she has a super secret recipe that I just can't just show on live TV because then I'll be out of a job. <laughs> no, totally fair. Totally fair. Uh, um, uh, why is the um, why is the water warm for this step? I, that just helps in the cooking process. Okay, okay. See, this is something I wouldn't even know. I would just probably straight from the tapper or the Brita if I was feeling fancy. Um, Okay, and then this this yeast is this just any old yeast we can get at the store in packets or something like that? Yeah, just a normal instant yeast. Get one of those small packets, put that in the bowl. You put the flour in, you mix those together. Then you put the water in. That's going to help them, you know, meld into one. Uh, that's the basics for myself and my crust. You can uh, get a little extreme if you like and put some salt, a little bit of sugar in there. Oh, wow. Maybe some oregano if you'd like. Take these ingredients and then you'll put them into a basically you'll knead them into a ball to make the perfect round circle. Then we'll do a, a star wipe transition for the audience and uh -huh. pretend it's 48 <laughs> hours later that the dough is ready to go. Uh -huh. and then we can start rolling this out in any which way you want. You can do a round shape, you can do a square shape, you can do a flatbread shape if you like. But because this is the the pizza show with John and Devin, we'll keep it to a traditional round base. So we'll take this rolling pin here that is graciously provided by the show sponsors. Start rolling out the dough, make it into a circle. And as the uh, studio audience here and the people watching at home can see, we have this amazing pantry with every single topping in the world imaginable. That's right. So as, uh, as you, the host, John, I'll let you decide what our base will be. Would you like it to be a tomato sauce base? Would you like it to be uh, no sauce at all? Oh, man. Your choice. Uh, I want to keep it old school. Let's go tomato sauce. Um, uh, uh, what kind of tomatoes do you like to start with if you're if you're doing tomato sauce? Oh, you just get some, uh, no, some beefsteak tomatoes. I like to get the, the biggest ones I can and then chop them up really finely. Get some diced tomatoes in there. Nice. Uh, you, then I start to, um, you know, put them all down around in the, the pan and warm them up. But we won't do that for the audience. So we'll just pretend that we've already gotten to the point where this is tomato sauce. <laughs> so we'll start scooping it up onto the pizza there. And since you want to go old school and traditional, how about we make a uh, margarita pizza? Oh, I like that. That's with the, uh, with the basil and the thick slabs of the mozzarella. Is that right? Yeah, you can get uh, basil in there if you like, tomato sauce, mozzarella, some, you know, put some oregano or basil in there. And that's that's a uh, traditional pizza pie that we like to call in uh, Napoli, <laughs> the uh, Neapolitan, as uh, the uh, Americans like to pronounce it, pizza. Oh, what's the yeah. uh, what's the traditional pronunciation? Uh, 
pretty much that. Okay. <laughs> no, we know. Asked and answered. my Italian accent for that one. It's uh, Napolitan. Oh, I like that. This is, uh, this is your traditional one. It's uh, tomatoes, tomato sauce, uh, mozzarella, basil, extra virgin olive oil. Very simple, very easy. You know, uh, we've been kind of used to you know, either cheese or cheese and pepperoni being the de facto pizza. But if you want to know if a uh, pizza restaurant is good, you test their margarita pizza. That's how oh, I know. I love that. Good place to stay. Uh, Dev, do you like a, a margarita? I thought a margarita pizza would have the salt-rimmed crust. I thought that sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. Sal, I know you. I I think from Twitter, I know that you're like a you're a hot sauce guy. Is that right? You like spicy. I like to uh, pretend that I'm a hot sauce guy. Which means I, I build myself up and hype myself up a lot as being a hot sauce guy. But at the end of the day, I'm usually a pretty wimpy hot sauce guy. Oh well, you had me fooled. But, but I, I do enjoy my hot sauces. So do you have do you have thoughts on because I feel like when you are at the pizzeria and you see those you know chili flake shakers, you just want to put it looks it looks appetizing. You want to just dump that all over. How yes. do you is that is that the way to go or should you actually like plan this out? Should you bring your you know bring bring a little hot sauce, put that on there, or you you know a little chili oil? That's like a trendy thing yeah, now. Are, how do you are how you, do you get that spice on there? Are you asking our guests if, if you should carry with you a, a In, vial of chili oil to pizza restaurants? Hillary Clinton does it. Does she really? It's, camp, it's campaign season. I mean, it's a, it's a good idea because you never know what the restaurant's going to have in terms of condiments. But uh, as for myself personally, I'm not going to be carrying around chili oil because <laughs> I'm afraid it might just like break in my pocket. And then I got to go home and change. And I don't have the time for that. I just got to want eat my pizza. There's a bunch of Ralph Naders over here. What is this? <laughs> I've never seen so much safety talk about eating pizza. This is not what I expected. Um, I, so okay, so we've got we've got our ingredients laid out here. Uh, um, I've seen it a few ways. Um, when you're assembling this margarita, I'm assuming. I mean, what sauce first, then cheese, kind of sporadically. What do we do? Yeah, when it comes to the margarita, if you're going to put sauce, very light touch. I'm going to put sauce because I want to try and make uh, no, the people at home and yourself more comfortable with the traditional style. Mm -hmm. But uh, this is more more about the tomatoes and the sauce. So we will get the tomatoes. You place them around on the pizza. You cut up the mozzarella, slice it up, place that around on the pizza so you know that once it's cooked, it's going to be very cheesy. Then um, get the extra virgin olive oil, a light drizzle on the top for the cooking purposes. Mm. Now you can see we got our uh, our slab of pizza ready to go. We're going to put this in the oven. And once this is cooked, we'll put the fresh basil on top afterwards. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Otherwise, it's going to kind of it's wilt. Just melt to the pizza and be kind of like a, a disgusting wet vegetable. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of uh, wet and disgusting and... I wish I had a funnier segue away from that, but but no, speaking of wet and disgusting, whenever I put tomatoes on my pizza before they go in the oven, I find that the cheese gets soggy kind of around and under the tomato. Is there something I can do to help with that? You can uh, make thinner tomato slices, mm, but it's mm. not really anything you can work around. Okay. It's just going to... It's a. It's going to happen. Okay. All right. 
All right, I'll live with it. Um, how long does this go in here for, Sal? About five minutes will be good to go. Five? Only five minutes? Well, when you have a, an oven as hot as this, you're set. Okay, all this, right. This is why we like cooking pizzas in a wood oven stove, because once you get that fire going, you can just get your pizza making on. Oh, um, that's great. We're gonna maybe we'll use that extra dough after all. We can. I didn't realize. Um, so we pop that in there, and then and then how do you? What about uh, what about those coal ovens? Do you have a, any opinion on those coal versus versus wood? They have coal ovens. I've, huh. Sal, are you aware of coal ovens? Yeah, no, I I'm aware of coal ovens. I'm a wood oven purist, though. Mm, when okay. it comes to my pizza making, I'll be extreme with the toppings I put on my pizza but I don't want to risk what I use to cook that pizza. Right, trust the process. And then what kind of wood are we throwing in here? <laughs> uh, whatever is available, honestly. <laughs> I'm, usually, I'm usually a birch type of guy. Or oak, oak is a good one too, but whatever, whatever is in my backyard that I can chop down with a chainsaw quickly. So this this uh, big mossy log I found on the beach that we're using right now is that is that gonna impart that was, that was my top choice i was hoping that you picked that one up when we went with the wood shopping earlier yeah i like that you're a wood-fired purist but then you're just like breaking up chair legs and you know, tossing it in there i need anything but cold okay um uh, uh, uh sal while while our pizza cooks um i guess we'll give the audience a, a tiny reprieve um uh, how'd you get into uh playing fantasy football with twice the amount of quarterbacks how, how, how'd that start for you yeah so that's all thanks to my my best friend kevin we grew up together he was in a uh, two quarterback fantasy football league this was uh, a 14 team league uh, you only had two bench spots, and it was about the was it like 1997 oh started, God. and I, immediately I thought this is the dumbest idea ever for a fantasy football league. There's <laughs> not enough quarterbacks to go around, which is the main uh, negative thing you hear about people that are thinking about trying two quarterbacks in today's uh, football world. Uh, so I gave it a go, and I just absolutely loved the challenge of having to research quarterbacks that I just honestly didn't care about in real life. <laughs> I feel like, who's the, the four-string quarterback of the, uh, no, I was going to say Jacksonville Jaguars, but I don't think they were in the league at the time. So I'm going to go, right. then I was going to say the San Diego Chargers right now. The oh, come on, Sal, come on. We, we don't, come on. Do you remember who who your two QBs were in that original? Back in '97, like Drew, Drew yeah, Bledsoe, was, uh, and like Aaron Rich. Brooks and Donovan McNabb. Oh, oh, there, that's solid. Yeah, that's was, a good choice. Was he an Eagle at the time? Yeah, no, no, not an Eagle. Was no, yeah. Who's he? He's played for the Eagles. Did he play for the Vikings? Yeah, he was a Viking later in life, and he was jacked. Did you oh, see? Saying... Do you remember those oh. arms? Uh, no, I don't remember. Donovan McNabb's bulging biceps aren't burned into your memory like they are for me. Dev, come on. Back me up on this. He had, those were crazy. Do you remember those things? I don't really remember it that well, but I, I assume that that is true. He was an NFL quarterback. The one, thing, right. the one thing I'll never forget is Aaron Brooks' backwards pass. Well, I, oh, I don't, I don't remember that. You're going to have to fill us in on this play. 
Yeah. So let me explain for the Saints. I can't remember who they're playing. I think he like fumbled the ball, and he's trying to chase away, or he's being chased by defenders, and he just throws the football in the complete opposite direction. You're supposed to throw it. Oh, like backwards, as in he threw it, not yeah, not, <laughs> not behind him. He threw right. it in the in the direction of like his own end zone. Yeah, correct. <laughs> let's just let's pull that clip up on YouTube so the audience. Can yeah, watch. let's pull that up. <laughs> we'll do that. Um, okay, you know what? Fine. Let's let's actually watch it. <laughs> Throws it backwards. This is a live ball. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. We're just going to use that as the reaction. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll just edit that together. Nice. Uh, thank you, Sal, for, for bringing us this clip. This is, uh, the, you know, I guess some people know about it because it, this was easily uh, findable on, on YouTube. You just just search Aaron Brooks backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes right up. But uh, yeah, this is an incredible play. So, uh, uh, Dev, speaking of steaks, I think we've got a, a crispy black brown crust on this pizza. It's been way more than five minutes. Um, uh, <laughs> Sal, uh, uh, bring out the uh, the dough you prepared two days ago. Um, let's do one of your zany Sal pies uh, real quick. Uh, uh, guys, do you want to eat this um, kind of charbroiled uh, 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 carcinogen pizza? <laughs> no? Uh, okay, uh, uh, Sal, what's going on? What's going on the zany one? And then I gotta, I gotta grill you about Gardner Minshew. But let's make a silly pizza. All right, let's make a pizza that I enjoy uh, myself. So this is gonna be no sauce, uh. no cheese, uh. fresh tomatoes, capers, uh. smoked salmon. Oh wow! Uh. Anchovies. Oh. And green olives. Sal, this is crazy. All you're missing is cream cheese. What is going on here? It is basically my version of a, a lox bagel on pizza. This is the reverse pizza bagel. This is a bagel pizza. <laughs> yeah. This is incredible. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. Uh, do, do you even cook this thing? Walk us through it. What's going on here? Yeah, because you got to cook the dough. You got to get that crust warm. Okay. Put it in there. Okay. And then you leave it in maybe like between three to four minutes. There's no cheese, so you don't have to worry about the cheese getting hot and melty. And then once it's ready to go, you take it out, and then you just enjoy your, you know, as Devin called it, <laughs> bagel pizza. <laughs> bagel, bagel pizza. That's that's good. I, um, uh, what do you like to eat with this with this pizza? Or excuse me, drink with this pizza. What do you pair it with? Uh, well, I only drink uh, water or sparkling water, so just one of those two. <laughs> You're a Gardner Minshew fan, aren't you? I, I think um, fan is putting it lightly. <laughs> okay. okay, you're a, you're a full blown Minshew maniac. Okay, you're you're you, you get down with the stash. Okay, I'm with you. Uh, but but don't you think all of this? Is just a tiny bit disrespectful to the original Gardner Minshew himself, Mr. Nick Foles. Come on. I mean, that's you're putting the assumption that I ever cared about Nick Foles. What? what? You 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 care about all quarterbacks, man. All you care about is quarterbacks who are out there playing games. Nick Foles 
is the most spectacular backup of all time. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's from the spreadsheet to the Super Bowl. How are you not the, his biggest fan? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Like Nick Foles do it. He's done it all. He's been a good fantasy quarterback. He's won a Super Bowl. Here we have Gardner Minshew rocking the stash and the headband, getting to play from the, the Mike Leach air raid system. It's just so much fun watching him in college. Like, why wouldn't you want him to be the starting quarterback over Nick Foles? I'll tell you why. Because years from now, when maybe it's Minshew who's won a Super Bowl and there's some uh, superstar young late-round quarterback behind him with, say, a... Uh, a goatee that everyone loves for no reason. <laughs> and, and, and he wears um, uh, big hoop earrings uh, um, like a, a lady in, uh, in the Bronx in the 80s. Okay, maybe that's how he styles himself. And everyone's talking about that new guy. And you're out there still saying, well, you know, I'm a Minshew man. Like, you don't, you don't stop rooting for your guy after, after they make it to the top. Like, this is still the Nick Foles saga. Like, this is chapter two. This is Nick Foles, the, uh, the starter. The paid starter. The saga continues. Well, I, I think the one thing the audience doesn't know about me deep down is that I'm just a huge asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. Oh my God. Okay. Uh. Pull. Okay. Salvage this pizza, please. Please. It's been like 15 minutes at 900 degrees. What is going on with your uh, charred salmon pizza, Sal? I'm just having too much fun uh, talking to you and Dev on this show. I know it's a pizza show, but this would just be like the best friends show. <laughs> Absolutely. We like to sprinkle in some, some friendship and football on occasion. I mean, luckily luckily for us, none of the uh, wood debris has gone to the top of the pizza. It is charred as fuck on the bottom. <laughs> so just let me get this uh, special knife utensil. I'm going to just clear off the bottom as the audience can see all this <laughs> char coming to the ground mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, there we go now we have pizza we can eat there you go um how hot do you guys run at the shop by the way um pretty close to this heat you get it to the point where if you can't make a pizza in under five minutes then you need to make it hotter um uh, does that does that impart any like characteristics into the pie for having uh, uh cooked so so hot for such a short amount of time versus a, a, a lower heat for a longer period of time? Yeah, you get a, a crispier, I don't want to say crunchier, but uh, a little crunchier crust. Huh. Crunchy is not a word you usually want to, to say when you're describing pizza, but crispier. Okay, no, no I see. I see. Here, here, Dev, why don't you try this one? I'm going to try a slice too. I, I think Sal did a good job removing the, uh, the char from it, so I'm going to, I'm going in. Yeah, this is a this is, this is bold flavors. This is a lot of uh, the capers, the anchovy. Really? Oh yeah, I can really? taste that olive there. Really briny. <laughs> Sal, this is a very briny pizza. Uh, th th this actually is. Um, I know this is your bagel pizza, but the um, the flavors are distinctly Filipino. This is a <laughs> this is a vinegar fish pizza, Sal. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't really like lox bagels, so. I think if you like a lox bagel, this might be um, this might be a very brave uh, uh, and, and challenging bite. Uh, but no, no, I give this one a thumbs down. What is your so? What is your what is your hottest, uh, most outrageous pizza opinion? I know that you're a sort of live and let live guy, but you, you got to have something that's maybe a little controversial. Yeah, man, we're talking ketchup on hot dogs kind of shit, man. Come on. 
I like what, that. What can you not ab- what can you not abide? There you go. And see, like I'm the worst person to ask this question because I have no uh, opinions either way. There's nothing wrong you can do to a pizza. A human toe? That you would not abide a human toe. I mean, if that's what you're thinking, <laughs> you have those candies somehow. I'm, Sound- wow, I'm not going to abide the toe. He can abide the toe. All right. He, he All can't right. even say no he's to the toe. Yeah, he's proven his. Okay. I will say, I will say, there is a limit to the amount of days afterwards you can eat a cold pizza. Oh. There's some people that think that you can eat a cold pizza like a week afterwards. I think there's about a three-day limit on that cold pizza. I know. I shoot. I, I'm not even gonna fight you on that. I agree with you. If you're eating cold pizza after a week, come on, just get a new pizza. Get over it. And also, it could not be that good because otherwise, you would have eaten it already. It's yeah. You're like talking yourself into it at that point for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Okay. Fine. We got a hot take from Sal. <laughs> don't don't eat don't eat don't eat cold pizza after one week. Hot pizza is different story. Maybe human flesh. Maybe human flesh is fine, <laughs> but only for seven days. <laughs> Make sure that human flesh isn't cold either. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the what's the one thing visitors to Vancouver have to do to say they did it when they were there? Well, the voxel yeah. orca. <laughs> How did you know that was going to be my answer? <laughs> to to say that you did it, you have to walk Stanley Park. I'm not a fan of walking long periods of time, even though I did just walk walk it uh, last week. But yeah, that's the one thing you have to do when you come to Vancouver: walk or bike Stanley Park. Yeah, bike. You can you can rent those. Uh... Yeah, we have so many bike rental shops here. So, um, uh, talk to me like I'm a complete imbecile i'm not i know all about stanley park but let's say i didn't know anything about it um what would i want to keep in mind as i was walking stanley park and looking around oh there's a lot of beautiful scenery it's a nine kilometer seawall walk i'll let the audience figure out the conversion of kilometers to miles i think it's around five miles <laughs> and you just basically get to, to see most of Vancouver, the the the, the water, the bridges, the trees. Um, it's just the four. It's just a really nice um, scenery to take in for a walk. Um, I just want to get to, some quick advice from you here. Um, how would you get? A league, a dynasty league, like a, a long-standing dynasty league with with good friends, one quarterback. How would you get them to transition to two quarterbacks, and how would you do it in a way that was fair? Do you want my honest opinion? Absolutely. Because I've had this question asked to me many times over the years. Oh yeah. And it would be to shut down the league and start a new one. Oh no. Oh no! But, uh, no, because the, the, the values in the quarterback position is just going to be extremely different than the way it used to be in a one quarterback league. And if you want it to be fair, that's the fairest way because you could have one guy that decides to hoard all these young quarterbacks on his bench that are worth nothing, but to him they might be worth something down the line. Now all of a sudden you're in a two quarterback or super flex league, and he's just sitting on a pile of gold. Oh shit! Um, he, um. Damn, that was the tough, hard answer, man. I didn't want to hear that at all, but no, you're right. 
Um, you've heard the show, uh, and now you've been on the show, and you know that if you come on the show, you agree that you have to do a joke. You just have to. And my preference is that it's an old-school joke with a setup and a punchline. Now, I'm sorry to ambush you with this, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Can you do a joke like that? See, because I am your number one fan and listen to every episode, I know that in the business, this is what you call a pocket joke, because yeah. you had to explain it to the person that greenlit your show. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes! I'm happy! <laughs> Someone listened to the show! It's amazing! Okay, um, I'm, I'm sincerely happy about that. Okay, well then you already know. Alright, pal. Uh, uh, let her rip. All right, so let's. I'll set this one up. Put a picture in your head. Okay. Pretend I'm at the pizzeria. Customer puts their order in. They ask me how long will it be. I say it won't be long at all. It's round. That's been our show, folks. Uh, thank you so much to our guest, Sal Stefanelli. Uh, tune in next week. We've got Denny Carter, so uh, make sure you come on back. Thank you so much. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.